<sighs> All right. Here we go. Somber. Welcome to Adrian Stein's <laughs> podcast. Stop fucking laughing. This is not a laughing matter. More somber. Yeah, somber. This is as somber as I get, boys. I have not been in a good place today. This is a, a departure from our regularly scheduled programming because there's been some big news today. Tom Brady has decided not to return to the New England Patriots. Allegedly. Does anybody have the... So, yeah, we'll start there. Does anybody have the actual quote up somewhere? No, I didn't even finish it. No. I, I, yeah, I couldn't get through all of it. I read the first couple sentences, then the last one, just to see if he was staying, and that was it. So maybe we go through it together. Let's, uh, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Oh, look, Tom Brady's trending on Twitter. Can we do it That's in like a surprised. funny voice or something so it's a little more entertaining because it's a long one? I cannot. Okay. Kind so of there's <clears throat> there's okay. two of them. Let me guess. I thank the fans and the coaches and the blah, blah, blah. The blah, oh, blah, love yeah. being there. And... So there's two of them. The first one goes along with the um, I don't know, title, whatever the fuck you want to call it on Twitter. Um, the text, forever a patriot in all caps, which uh, I'm going to disagree with that. Says to all my teammates, coaches, executives, and staff, Coach Belichick, RKK, and the Kraft family, and the entire organization. I want to say thank you for the past 20 years of my life and the daily commitment to winning and creating a winning culture built on great values. I am grateful for all that you've taught me. I have learned from everyone. You all have allowed me to maximize my potential, and that is all a player can ever hope for. Everything we have accomplished brings me great joy, and the lessons I have learned will carry on with me forever. I couldn't be the man I am today without the relationships you have allowed me to build with you. I have benefited from all you have given me. I cherished every opportunity I had to be a part of our team, and I love you for all of that. Our team has always set a great standard in pro sports, and I know it will continue to do just that. Although my football journey will take place elsewhere, I appreciate everything that we have achieved, and I'm grateful for our incredible, in all caps, team accomplishments. I have been privileged to have the opportunity to know each and every one of you and to have the memories we've created together. Some solid wordsmithing from his publicist there. Yeah. Right, and that was just as boring as when I read it. Yeah. <laughs> There's also another one to the fans. Oh, shit. Love you, Pat's yeah. Nation. Is Strap in, guys. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. Okay. I know what it says. What does it say? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's you know? Solid wordsmithing from his publicist. Yeah. This Always one he may have written. Well spent. No, I don't think he did. Yeah, he, he, actually it. Yeah. No, he may have spoken it. Like, he's Tom Brady. Tom Brady doesn't take shortcuts. Dude, he would speak it, and then somebody would make it prettier. No, sure. he signed off on it. They said, Tom, this is what we're going to do. And he said, yeah, that looks good. <laughs> actually, no, he changed this to that. Trust me, he did not write that. Exactly. No, Tom, no, you know what happened is Tom wrote this and has spent a week editing it himself. Man, you no. are in a mood. Putting in the time. <laughs> I disagree. All right. Initial reactions when you first heard it. I had heard that this was going to happen weeks ago by somebody in the biz. So I made terms with it a while ago. Yeah. What does in the biz even mean? You I can't reveal my sources or else what's the point? 
So that guy that like, well, in the biz, was this was this a guy that was deflating footballs for him? Is this a guy that used to run a popcorn stand in Gillette? Like, this is a guy who's in Brady's inner circle. I'll give you that. Is this a guy that knew has also banged the two girls he's banged? No, that's a different guy. He doesn't know Brady. He's only been with ladies that know Brady. So how many how many guys do you know, Mike? Jeez. I mean, I'm in L.A. I've been here since 2006. I, I should know one or two. If not, I don't know. Hollywood Would you bang him? What? Would you bang him? Tom Brady? No, the no, guy, guy. The source. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. But, All right. Yeah, yeah. And he's gonna, Quick, that's going to no. really hurt his feelings. I guess so. He's like that type of dude. He, he, he wants oh, to listen to him. I don't know if he is, but I'm so sorry. And I would say his name, but I can't reveal him. So I, I really apologize. But no, I wouldn't. Wow, that's yeah. that's harsh. That's all right. But yeah, so I came to terms with this uh, a little while ago, thinking that it could happen. Um, I don't know. I think it's, to be honest, I think it's a pretty interesting turn of events for the dynasty. And I'm actually looking forward to seeing how whatever team he lands on looks like the Bucks. Um, and the Pats, how they look in the next couple of years. I think it'll be a little bit fun. That's clearly not the uh, the overall sentiment, though. So yeah. you boys can uh, jump in. I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up, too, in, like, the five stages of grief. Yep. And I'm like, I'm on there, you know? Where are you at? Depression. Give me the stages. Uh, denial is first. Yep. Been through so that. I was like, I was like, wait, he hasn't signed anywhere though. Yeah. Right. Like he's, right. this isn't official. And then there was anger and I was like, Oh, fucking Bill Belichick. What an asshole. I was like, Giselle probably made him do it. You know, <laughs> did you ever uh, get angry at Brady himself? Like no, what the fuck are you doing? Really? Okay. No, no. Um, bargaining is third. Yep. I don't really understand that one, so I skipped it. It's the quickest one, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, well, maybe if I, if if I donate to a, a GoFundMe, we can keep Tom Brady back. Yeah. Oh, well, I did consider like maybe he's retiring. That would hurt less. Mm-hmm. Probably bargaining, right? Oh yeah, I did that. Yeah, and then depression, and then acceptance. Not Are there. you there? You're not there, right? No, it's not there. I mean. Yeah, no, I'm not there yet. So my wife today. My wife. We've, we've been at home together due to the coronavirus stuff. Oh, yeah, that's going on too. Yeah. So today was the first day that we're both home from work. She's a teacher and she had to go in yesterday to like figure out how they're going to teach people. And uh, I told her the news when she she woke up because I was already up working. And... You could see that she's been trying to help me all day, but she doesn't know how. So she was asking me about it today at, uh, at dinner before this. And she wanted to know, like, what I was feeling. And the only way I could explain it to her was that it feels like a grown-up version of the day you found out Santa Claus doesn't exist. Now, here's the problem with that. I, can't, I don't know what that means because I never quite believed so give me another analogy. Another analogy? Yeah. I don't know. What's the I know. Santa Claus. You realize your mother's <laughs> loving Mike. 
that's well that's a good one yeah the what what is it when you realize your mother didn't love you oh my mom's the best what do you you guys are lying to yourselves yeah she loves me she loves me every denial phase for that okay see go on i'll try to understand what you're talking about (laughs) so it just felt like a piece of my childhood had finally died Okay, I my childhood died the moment I came out of the womb. Next, all right, tough guy. <laughs> you did grow up in lines. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, all right, anyway. the the moment you realized you were growing up in Lawrence. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Yeah, but it is. I mean, we joke to people who like outside the Brown family when they ask if we're Patriots fans, or at least I do. And the only way I can explain to them is that uh, Patriots football was the closest thing the Brown family came to religion. Sure. That was our church. Yeah. Like every Sunday, we'd get dressed up in a different way that people going to church would. We'd put on our our Sunday best, which is usually Patriots gear. And we would all gather around the the television and we'd watch our, our, our God and Jesus, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And we we'd probably do a little bit of praying. I know I did. I don't know about you boys. And it's something that's been going on for like since 2000 for 20 years. Through our formative years of growing up. The one constant in all this change in our lives as we turn from, I know Mike, you and I were what? 2000 was. I mean, that was right around the beginning of college maybe. Yeah. I'll say like even even before that, two thousand we graduated in one. Yeah. So, so a little before that. But I mean the Brady so years end were of high like, school. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So end of high school, beginning of college. So our kind of our growing up years, you know? And the one constant of that was the trio of Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, and Tom Brady and the success that they would have. Yeah, and I mean, you know, in being less glib about it. Um, you know, and looking back, uh, like we've touched on, I think the Patriots are pretty important, especially for us, um, you know, uh, playing out with other kids and connecting with people on that level. Um, I remember like in 96, how devastated we were when the Pats lost the Super Bowl, And it was a feeling that I couldn't shake for quite some time. And it's funny looking back, but it was, it it seemed extremely important. Um, and I, I think at the time it was. And we never quite felt that again until this run. And I was in New York uh, during the first Super Bowl and several others um, when I was at the school. The first three, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. So that was a really fun experience, especially being at that age and just ragging on people. Um, you know, the Red Sox. Like yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm always right. good. People rag on me and then I have to defend myself. That's how I feel. But, uh, <laughs> you never uh, start it. You just finish it. Yeah, I don't, we, we never I, rag on you, Mike. Hey, I, and I appreciate that. I love you guys. And I, uh, I, I, I don't say it enough. Shut up, loser. Okay. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That I'm never doing that again, but yeah. So uh, that was an interesting uh, time for me and it was all very fun. I mean, you get the uh, the uh, bar conversation. So as he got older, that was fun. So he definitely provided uh, quite a bit of enjoyment uh, in my life personally. 
Um, but now he's gone, and uh, he'll provide us with more entertainment when the Bucks and the Patriots face off in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl's in Tampa. I mean, could you write this better? Did Brady hire the best writers for the NFL? I mean, come on. I have a, I don't know, somewhat different perspective than you guys. Let's hear it. Well, ever since the Lawyer Malloy, see you later, which was, you know, shocking to me as a kid. Like you said, Andy, it's oh, like, yeah. like God smiting Abraham. Yeah. Was it like 04? <laughs> I mean, Belichick's been pretty consistent. He's going to do whatever's best for the team. So I don't know. I kind of saw it coming a little bit. There's been so many players who've also taken like the Jerry Rice and Emmett Smith and Joe Montana, you know, there's like mm-hmm. more probable than not that someone's going to finish their career there. And yeah. like, we all like held out hope that yeah, maybe Belichick will, you know, make an exemption this one time. But like, yeah, I mean, deep it down, I feel like that for me though, because Brady has always taken, the, he's always put the team first, you know, especially when it came to taking yeah. deals. But I bet if you come out and you see whatever the fucking money they gave Brady, I don't. I've heard it's thirty million a year, which means it's probably two years, sixty ish. Yeah, but the, I mean, I gave him like one in fifteen. So it's if like, you so if you actually look at the overall money he's made, I think I looked it up. It was like it was like three hundred and twenty five million dollars over the course of his career, and he's not the the main bread winner in his family. His wife's made sure. like twice that. That's always been so what's, a, well, and, what's an extra sixty million at that point? Well right? and to your point and even on the uh you know the there's people in the Patriots that have talked about this and the organization where they've leaked out that like Brady hasn't given up as much money as we think. He's prolonged it and he's deferred right. it and he's taken it in bonuses and he's made million dollars in salary but then cashed in for twenty million dollar bonuses. So he might have taken, you know, maybe like four or five million less here or there, but it's not as like crazy as people make it out to be. That's true. I mean, Mike's he, ha- right. he has taken he... some yeah. some discounts, but you're right; sure. it hasn't been sure. as aggressive as maybe some people make it out to be. Right, and I also, what I think is funny is the team that is that surrounds Brady year after year, people are saying, Oh, well, he didn't have the weapons. He didn't have this. He didn't have that. Right. And I understand that argument, except it doesn't quite make sense to me because if Brady knew, and if the the staff knew that he could elevate players, then they allocated or at least tried to allocate these funds to the rest of the team. So he's had a little bit better defense than some other teams. He's had a little bit better special teams than some other teams. Sometimes even in the Super Bowl, it's bailed them out. Kickers. Uh, the Patriots uh, consistently pay kickers a little bit higher than they normally uh, would otherwise. So it's not just the receivers and the tight ends, which he also had one of the greatest tight ends of all time. But they've allocated that money in a way that has provided a, a overall team for two decades. So that's something to consider as well. Well, I think what they do is that they they have a, a system and they fit the best people into every slot that they can for that system. So they don't go out and spend a shit ton of money on one or two people, but over like the, the, the breadth of that system, they make sure they have better players than are on the other side of the ball. They're the opposite of the Cowboys. Cowboys are right. pay the top five guys, Amari Cooper, 100 million bucks. Yeah where the Patriots try and build a strong middle class. Exactly. Right. And, and 
Still doesn't right. Not paying the quarterback the top end money allows them to build that strong middle class, and that's the same approach they took here with no doubt. And then the Bucks came along and said, "Here is just an ab- absolutely absurd offer." Well, yeah, but I, I also I don't like, actually know yet, right? But the uh, the the argument I keep hearing is that the last year they had no receivers. Well, Devlin was hurt. Uh, the line um, was decimated. Uh, Julian Edelman was hurt most of the year. Uh, Sanu was hurt after we acquired him. Uh, yep. No tight ends. That I understand, but they thought that maybe that they would re-sign Gronk. So that was one year, right? And I keep I hearing everybody going, oh, man, last year. I understand that last year was like a disaster by Patriots terms. But um, years – I mean, they won the Super Bowl, you know, what, two out of four years? So it, it's not like they provided him with nothing. And like we've had worse receiver cores. Like, wasn't Rishay Caldwell a leading receiver on our team once? Yeah, and they went to what oh, the AFC Championship? Yeah. yeah. And but yeah, I mean, in halftime too. They were close. Not yeah. that I hate Rishay. Best right, bug guy is fine. But it's right, still but maybe maybe like Brady can't elevate these people now. Maybe. Um, I still think it was more injury-based, but I think this this more stems from probably a little animosity uh, with him and Belichick, uh, you know, that working th- for a boss that you can't no. tolerate for a while. I don't, I don't think that's true. I think it's more as purely money. Patriots were like 115 and Tom. And yeah, but then I disagree. I disagree as well. If you look at the Bucks team, their receivers are great. The defense is great. The, the Their defense is great? Yeah, they it the actually elevated. Yeah, but it's been it's been uh, trending upwards, and they just spent some money on some people. Yeah, what's their so, offensive line like? That is I don't it, know. Is their line great? I'm not sure about great. that one. Oh, it's but, I mean, approach. you can't really tell with Jameis Winston behind it. So right. Dude, I mean, he could, money matters. Well, well, if it was about money, right? Because the Chargers would probably give him the same deal, right? And more opportunity in LA. No, I think I'm. I'm telling you, I bet the Bucks blew him out of the water with their offer. But why? Why does it matter now? Why? Right. That's that's my question. It don't matter for twenty years. It matters now. I think it's a respect thing. Like me too. Didn't even come close and weren't willing to budge at all or make any accommodations. And he was like, "Fuck this, dude. Why am I gonna, you know, put my ass on the line and you know dude, come down to you when you're not even willing to meet me halfway?" That's what I think. I, I completely I agree. And, and it's like, this started, man. Like, if you remember the year when this year-to-year crap was starting, um, I think it was the beginning of, like, 2018. I'm not sure. But uh, remember when he wanted an extension, and they're like, you know what? We'll give you incentives. They, they, they did the same thing to Gronk a couple of years. Brady didn't hit anything. Um, I think it was, like, $5 million in incentive. He didn't get anything, right? Now, maybe he got a backdoor check. I don't know. But um, on face value, he got nothing. So then the next year, he's like, yo, give me um, – Give me a couple of years. I want to play until I'm 45. They give him a one-year contract. This year, a one-year contract. I mean, even if it, it was a two-year, it would be voidable probably. So you got to think, if the guy is saying, hey, man, I want to work here for the next f- four to five years, and you're telling me you only value me at one year, not even like money and whatever, it's, it's about legacy. It's like, all right, you're going to disrespect me like that in the last like three years of my, my career? Yeah, after everything I've done. Yeah. But Belichick doesn't look like that. Belichick says, what's best for the team? Well, uh, yeah, 2020. yeah. And that's a different right. thing. Paying Tom Brady $30 million a year is not in the best interest of the team. I agree. I, I think the overall best decision is probably what the Patriots and 
Brady came up with. Um, but if I'm Brady, I totally get if that's what's happening. I totally can, can sympathize with that. Um, hundred percent. I agree. Both sides of the equation. Belichick thinks it's dumb to pay him $30 million a year because he thinks that he's a 43 year old quarterback and Brady is his last chance to make a shitload of money and feels they're suspected to play for $10 million a year, whatever their offer was, go to Florida where there's no income tax, make bank. Yeah, but there's got to be a middle ground there, right? Because the, the Patriots could make a run this year with Brady, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to without him. I don't know about that. Stid him the stud. I don't know about that. Uh, what, what makes you say that? Like, we don't know. All right, all right. Then let's say this. They, they have better odds with Brady than not. I'll give you that. So how is there not a middle ground there? I mean, if, if you want to play into the ego, what was that? He would have taken 23. He would have retired as a Patriot. Everyone would have loved him, you know? Dude, but isn't there, like, and I know that this has been talked about, and, like, I don't know what's real and what isn't because the guy that I know only told me that he was going to leave the Patriots and he told me the wrong team. So, fuck that guy. He doesn't know anything. But oh, – was out of mouth. <laughs> what team but, did he say? Uh, he he uh, he said the Chargers, so I think there's uh, some misinformation there. But um, I mean, I guess we'll see. But, I was a source, Mike. Like, what made you trust them? Um, I can't go into that information because <laughs> come on, dude. <laughs> I, I, I have a question for y'all. Do you yeah. still love Tom Brady? Are you going to root for him this year? Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to. I want to beat him in the Super Bowl. I'm not watching. You play the box this year? What? No, next year. No. They play the Chargers this year. I think it's. They do, yeah. They play the Bucks at home. They would play the Bucks at home next year. I mean, I think that would be a fascinating story. I mean, we were looking forward to the Jimmy G Brady matchup, or at least I was. So this is another element. I want him to do just like, okay. I would like to see him dominate and the Patriots win. No, nah, I'd want him to be like eight and eight, struggle behind a poor offensive line. Maybe put up some decent numbers, but not really win a lot of games. I would like to see Brady put up career numbers. Yeah. So that he kind of shows that he doesn't need the Patriots or Belichick, but then Belichick wins the Super Bowl. So then he shows, well, I don't need you either. And then everybody wins, including the Patriots, which is what we want, I think. All right. Let's talk about what do you guys think Brady's going to put up this year? What's like realistic expectations from a stat line perspective for him? You gotta Keep in mind, there's no off season. One more game. One more game, no off season, and, and potentially two more games because only one team now gets the buy. Oh shit! Right. So, and um, you've heard the rumors about AB going there too, right? Oh, I'll believe it. I a- haven't heard that, but I've heard he he wants to, so that makes sense. A- is, he even, is he even the number one wide receiver in that offense? If it's no. Dude, Antonio Brown, Evans, Godwin, Howard, Brady. That's pretty good. And then he can hand the ball off to um uh he get um Kiki Barber. Oh, <laughs> uh, Rondé. And, uh, and uh and uh what's his name is is protecting his blind side um ah uh, uh um uh 
He's going to get there. I can feel it. It hurts him to think, but he'll get there. And then when he gets close, the kicker will just knock it through for him. Um, uh, Mar- Martin Gramatica. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> like that kid from Florida State that they, they moved up in the draft again. And they already cut him. Oh, yeah. They cut him after one year. He was like a third round pick. Yeah. Dude, I mean, let's talk about the like, like the I, risk factor of like making this decision though on both ends, man. Because like, if Brady craps himself and the team sucks, that is embarrassing, obviously. So well, I think he can get like again. I I think that when you like, oh man, the Bucks can be so good. Well, he just went through this exercise of like, yeah, their skill position players are awesome, but I think the infrastructure of their offense is not. Like and running areas like that great. Shit. Like I can't name a single box offensive lineman. In the past like three or four years either. Like I can't think of anybody since like Logan Mankins was there that's even decent. I don't yeah, I don't I wouldn't know the O line. I don't know if anybody else could speak to that. I don't know anybody's O line, if I'm being honest. Fact check. <laughs> yeah, who are their uh, presumptive five starters? From ESPN.com. Tampa Bay Buccaneers depth chart. Left tackle, Donovan Smith. Left guard, Allie Marpet. Oh, yep. He's supposed, okay, he's supposed to be all right. Never heard of him. Center, Ryan Jensen. And no love, idea. love me some Ryan. Right guard, Alex Kappa. Right tackle, <laughs> Damar yep. Dotson. Ooh, the car? Oh. No, I D-O-T-S-O-R. think I've heard of Donovan. Wasn't Donovan like a first round pick, but he hasn't been very good. Allie's supposed to be a pretty good guard, and that's it. Yeah, man. I know all those uh, guys. Donovan Smith was the second round pick, so no. Yeah. Who was the other guy? Allie Marpet? Let's see. Yeah, Kappa? he's supposed to be good. He was the second round pick as well. Who was it? Dappa? Kappa? Dotson? The Muppet might have made a Pro Bowl, I think. Dotson. I don't think he was drafted because it just says college Southern Miss and nothing about him being drafted. Wait, who's the That's other guy? Kappa? Kappa, uh, yeah, Kappa. Third round pick. Never heard of Kappa Back Dappa. in 2018. Alex Kappa. Yeah, yeah. Alex Kappa Dappa. Uh, he was a beast. Yeah. You have no idea, do you? <laughs> yeah, never heard of any of these. Yes, I have. I have. You have. I believe me. All right, where do you go to school then if you know so much about him? Kappa? <laughs> hey. So you want to hear a uh, uh, pro football focus? Yeah, yeah. Let's hear that. Oh, there you go. Guess where they <laughs> uh, Bottom quarter of the league. 29. Mike? Um, I'm going to say they were trending upwards. So I'm going to go 23. Seven. What? Yep. See, you guys don't know shit. Ryan Jensen and Allie Marpet anchored the middle of the Bucks offensive line provided some of the best pass protection that we saw from any interior offensive line this season. Yeah. God, what about the right. tackles? I don't know. I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. I'm pretty certain right. the defense is trending upwards too, man. This is a genius move, okay? Um, Pats, Bucks in the Super Bowl, I'm calling it, either this year or next year. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's a three-year deal because that would be insane, and I love it. Uh, yeah, the deal's got to be crazy. I'm interested <laughs> in the specifics. And none of this voidable crap either. Three legit years. Guaranteed money. $100 million. <laughs> the Bills win the AFC East? No. They're the favorites. 
No, man. I man. So we're losing that much faith, huh? Well, they just picked up uh, Diggs too. Yeah, yeah he's going to be happy there. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to hate it. <laughs> Imagine going from Minnesota to Buffalo, though. It's just oh, like yeah. <laughs> same old, same old. It's yeah. one of those things where it's like the monkey paw, and he's like, I just want to get out of. Like Minnesota, I will go anywhere except for Minnesota. And the one of the fingers of the monkey paw closes and he gets traded to Buffalo. You're like, <laughs> fuck. I've never heard monkey paw. You've never heard that? No, like the wishes, sick. but the wishes always go badly. Isn't that an Edgar Allan Poe? I think, yeah, something like that. I don't know. Right, it's in All a right. Simpsons Halloween episode. Yeah, yes, it, it is. is. That's right. And those never made any sense to me. <laughs> W.W. <laughs> Jacobs, Supernatural Short Story, 1902, The Monkey's Paw. All right. That's the one. Well, there you go. Uh, give me, a, give me a recap of it. Give me the cliff notes. Mm, uh, foreshadowing. Yeah, you, you know, you yeah. know, intense, this, that, the other. Edgar Allan Paw. It. Oh! Oh! Does anyone that feels know good. any Bucks fans? Are there any? I don't mm. know any, and I know a lot of different fans. I know some old people that live in the area, but I, I don't think they're fans. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know some <laughs> Lightning fans. I know some pretty hardcore Lightning fans. But no Bucks. Yeah, I haven't I haven't come across one in a while. Old people. Like I know Vikings fans, I know hardcore Bills fans. I even know Redskins fans. They're still hanging on. Really? They haven't moved on to the XFL? <laughs> I mean, we're into that too, but Dude, I'm getting I'm getting season tickets to the Bucks next year. Right in a pirate ship. <laughs> well, I would I wanna watch some some Chargers games, but that's not going to happen now. I'm I think Fox Brady jersey. All right. So, what do you think uh, Bruce Arians is going to do with his offensive philosophy now? Is he going to tailor it to Brady, or is Brady going to fit to Arians? I mean, doesn't he kind of cater to it already a little bit? No, they're they're like oh. a big downfield passing attack. Well, that's what the James is. That's but why like, what about, uh, Yeah, but um, Luck sometimes is a dink and dunk guy. Was he? A little bit. It was. No, uh, I mean, he was a smarter guy. I mean, he'd fling it when they were down by twenty, and he'd throw picks. But and that's one thing. Brady theoretically is not going to throw picks. So if if they take that like dink and dunk style and lob one here and there, I mean, how do you guys feel about if he if they do ask him to lob it more? Because I mean, Brady was hasn't really connected with the guys down the field in a, in a little bit. Brady's never been a That's great deep thrower. What? That's also not true. What? Are you nuts? Yeah, you're out of your mind. No, he had a, he had a great run with Moss. Yeah, but he's always been more accurate than a great deep ball thrower. That's incredible. I agree with that. Like his strength has been decision making and accuracy, not huck it down the field. Wait, Andy. When he was I'm back there, bad. I'm and he loved it. Great. Yeah, when he was back there and he lobbed it, you thought that the guy was going to catch it. Uh, how often do you yeah. think that was going to happen? Maybe. Uh, if I mean, you have outside a of the front like Brandon Cooks? Even him, yeah. 
He was oh, one of, yeah, he was one of the most accurate deep throwers when he had Brandon Cooks in the league that year. I think with Randy Moss back there, he was awesome, but I think Randy Moss makes anybody an awesome deep thrower. Yeah, all right. I've, I've, I've so never said he was starting for the, the uh, Raiders. I don't think he's a bad thrower, but I don't think that's the strength of his game. Jeff Garcia. Is that who it was? I don't know. Who do you think it oh, was? Wasn't it uh, the Scissorp guy? The fuck was his name? I'm looking it up. What was it, 2016? It was 2006, but okay. Oh, yeah, 2006. Let me ask you a question then. Aaron Brooks? Think, apparently. No. You think, like, yeah. Andrew Walt. Here you go, here you go, here you go. Hang on, Mike. What, what? Uh, 2006 Oakland Raiders season. Starting quarterbacks. Uh, number one, Aaron Brooks. Uh... Marcus Tuiasopo, Andrew Walter were the quarterbacks. To his cousin. Mosey Tatupu. I think the year before that, he was also on the team in 2005. So they traded for him. Uh, Yep. And that was Kerry Collins, Kerry Sosopo, and Andrew Walter. So where is Jamarcus Russell? That's what I, because see, that's who I was thinking it was. Because he could throw the ball. That's how he got drafted by the Raiders. I'm looking for him. No, wow, Rick Myrer was a quarterback in the Raiders what? in 2003. So no, must have been after that. Who the fuck cares? I don't know. We'll see how that how those two mesh. I mean, Brady's had one system his whole life with a specific set of terminology. Do you try and teach the rest of the offense that? Right. Or are you trying to teach Tom Brady Bruce Arians kind of downfield attack? Because that's, I mean, that's why Jameis was such a boom and bust guy last year, partly because he's an offense is Huckett. Well, partly because he couldn't see a fucking middle linebacker dropping, but but he also sure, Yeah, part of that was the There's a lot of big plays in that offense. Yeah. Steve, I mean, I'm, I'm catching some hater vibes from you right now. Look, yeah. I agree with Steve. You hate would, if Brady is still on the Patriots, I probably wouldn't say this, but like, <laughs> oh, he was, my he was last couple of years. Dude, first of all, the uh, Bucks uh, GM is a Patriots guy, so that culture and that system is already somewhat in place anyway. Um, no, the offensive philosophy is different, though. Right, but uh, the way that they, the 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 company is run as a whole, um, the organization, I think um, you're gonna, he's going to find some similarity and comfort there. But by uh, paying your quarterback twice as much what he's worth? No, but like, who's there? Like Jason Licht, I think it is. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think that some of his philosophies are, are similar. Obviously, like you also want to sell tickets, and Brady guarantees that. So why not? Oh yeah, he does. Yeah. Jersey's um, on the wazoo. But what I was going to ask Andy, like you know, since you think like he's a, you know a really good uh, deep ball thrower, what if he got a guy like a Debo Samuel or Metcalf, or instead of you know the the guy that we got. And he was a downfield guy. So most of the route tree is down the field, right? So let's, let's remove, let's remove like the option routes and whatever from the equation, because that's, that appears to be the complicated aspect of wide receiver, you know, learning curve on the pads. Let's just say downfield runner. If that guy's on the team, you think that he's as successful as, you know, he was in San Fran or any of these other guys that had success their rookie years. He's as successful as Brandon Cooks was in 2017. 
Who? Whoever you're talking about, those downfield threat guys. Yeah, but a rookie is going to be different than than Cooks. So I'm saying, do you think that like because these these rookies seem to do fine with these other quarterbacks? So that's what I'm asking: is throwing a rookie with Brady go downfield? Do you think that's a success? No, me neither. I think he has to have a, a seasoned guy who uh, you know has to uh, pick up the system quick, and there's all these stipulations. But it, in terms of just like like lobbing the field down in, in accuracy, I don't think uh, he's tops consistently. I think that's the system too, right? It's Belichick as much or McDaniels, whatever McDaniels. you want to call Yeah, I don't, I don't think that has anything to do with Brady. I think, you think that Brady you've got a guy that can only run have, deep wait, roots. Doesn't he have a voice in the system? Yeah, I think they both run the show together. Well, he runs the system, yeah. but Right, so he doesn't his. decide if he's going to lob a ball down the field or not? I don't think it's built that way. I don't think McDaniel. Yeah, maybe built because the of the limitations way. of you know whatever is happening back there. The offensive line, perhaps. Perhaps not being able to give him more than two and a half maybe, seconds. Maybe his arm strength. Maybe all this stuff. I don't know. He is forty-three, man, or gonna be. I mean, did, look to test your theory. Go ahead. I said he did seem awfully grouchy last year too. He did. He was yelling at everybody. And that, look. Like, if I was a rookie, I, that would get me down. And I would not play with confidence, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, we know. And getting bashed time and time again. Like, I think he elevated the rookies, like, once or twice throughout the year. Um, but, yeah, now, when it, like Steve was saying, um, you know, we'll see what the system is uh, with the Bucks, But he does have some fast guys there. So, if he – can't be as accurate as you claim that he is that's going to be an interesting thing um to hear the fallout and i guess we'll find out as the year unfolds i'm just happy people stop asking me where do you think tom brady's gonna go oh you think the questions are done are you out of your fucking mind well here's my dilemma how do you I, feel about Brady not coming back? Who's going to be the starting quarterback now? Who do you think is going to be better, Brady or Belichick? You think the question is done? I built my entire brand at work about just being a big Tom Brady homer. Shocking. Like, I have to make people passwords all the time, and I just always make them Tom Brady so they don't forget them. You make the uh, always zero for security purposes? Nope. No, I do. Uh, I heart Tom Brady, but the heart is like the uh, less greater than symbol and then the three, yeah. Uh, nice. it is, yeah. nice. So for any hackers out there, yeah, and like my desktop oh, background, no, I keep change every thirty seconds. Every oh right, right, every nice seconds. Right. Ooh, actually, Andy, I have a um, I have a Photoshop request for you. Can you take that? I have a desktop background. It's like a salt bay sprinkling salt, but it's like Tom Brady's head and he's sprinkling Super Bowl rings. Yeah, can you make that Jarrett Stidham's head instead? Yeah, <laughs> Steve's already pivoting. He is, isn't he? Again, right. I mean, you never really loved them. You never really loved them. Oh, yes, That's what it feels like. Well, I just, I'm wondering, you guys aren't excited to see how this unfolds. Like, oh. my, my choice would be Brady stays and finishes out his last, what, two, three years? Sure. Mine too. But this is going to be fun. Yeah. I think. It is. No. But at the same no. time, it feels, it feels wrong to just move on and be like. I feel like this is what I would have felt like if my parents had divorced. What? Like, yeah. yeah, cool, I got two Christmases, but it still fucking sucks. Yeah, and we're asking questions like, who are they going to marry next? 
You know? Right, yeah. Oh, is is there is mom's new boyfriend going to be as cool as Tom Brady? No. Yeah. It's Tom fucking Brady. It's my oh. dad. Like, fuck. Well, I mean, my parents are divorced, and it is what it is. No, they're not. <laughs> oh, they're not? <laughs> no, they're just miserable together. Like oh. my parents. Nice. Like Bill and uh, Tom were. Like all parents. Yeah. They're lovely right. people. Along that thread... What's your uh, what's your favorite all time Brady moment? Hang on, before we get there, because that's a little too positive for me right now. Oh <laughs> boy, I have one. Uh, who is the starting quarterback for the Patriots Week One? Studham. Yeah, Newton. Stid the stud. Yep. Greg. Cam Newton. <laughs> I hope not, man. <laughs> Why not? They uh, they signed Teddy Bridgewater. Mike, are you fucking kidding me? You you're oh, the one that wants you're the one that wants the whole uh, to see how exciting this can be. What's more exciting, dude? That James guy Winston than James is... fucking no. Well, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but no, uh, Cam Newton as a Patriot. Dude, that guy is. I wouldn't say he's the best decision maker I've ever seen. Cam was an MVP. So what? Do you see him playing that Super and Bowl? One. <laughs> Do you see him playing that Super Bowl? He made a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's well, one. So did a lot of other quarterbacks that we could potentially. Yeah, not true. Not true. Jimmy G. Name another quarterback who is Jimmy on the market G. right now who's been to a Super Bowl. Jimmy G. He's not on the market. According to the rumors. Drew Brees. He just signed two years, fifty million. Damn it! <laughs> see, that's the deal. That's what we could have had. Oh, um, who's the uh, backup for the Chiefs? Backup for the Chiefs? Uh, no, he went to the Redskins. Because <laughs> that guy went to a Super Bowl. So Matt Moore? Yeah, yeah. To the Super Bowl? Yeah, Matt Moore. I think we could get him. He went to the Super so. Bowl? Alex Smith went his backup. To, uh, uh, who yeah. played in the Super Bowl? Uh, Nick Foles. He's available. Big dick, oh, dude, Kaepernick, man. You're not even thinking. Oh, yeah. RG3. <laughs> See, so it, it, there you go. There's options galore above Cam Newton. So, so, I'm on Cam. Right? I'm, I'm in on Cam. Dude, he can barely stand up at this point in his career. Cam Newton like, with Kaepernick as his backup. One year being hurt. Relax. <laughs> so, all right. So, here, here's, here's a, a quarterback threesome for you. Cam Newton's a starter. No. RG3 number two. No. Tebow number three. No. What's wrong with you? Yeah, where's Stidham on that? Yeah. Have have faith in that. Oh, they traded him for a, a, I don't know, a punt returner. (laughs) Dude, what if, what if Stidham? I thought drinking would make me feel better. I got a hot take here. I got a hot take. All right. Uh, Start a quarterback next year. Julian Edelman. Ooh. My girlfriend already came up with that theory. If you're going hot take, you may as well say Sanu. (laughs) Combo? Just a two-quarterback or no-quarterback system if one of those lines up in the walkout every time? You don't believe the the hype that Stidham is getting within the organization, quote-unquote? What if we bring back our all-time passing leader in passer rating? Tom Brady? Nope. (laughs) Isn't it David Patton? I have no idea. Uh, I don't we know about this. Podcast. It's one of the receivers. No, Might because be. Patton's sort of an exception. Might be Amendola. Dola. No. Dola hasn't thrown a pass, has he? Yeah, he has. Bite your dude. tongue, dude. Stat check it. 
It wasn't incomplete, though, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but, hey, wait, what's wrong with Stidham? What's your take on this guy? I don't have a take on the guy, except so that uh, so far his last throw and Tom Brady's last throw were both pick sixes. Yeah, and Ooh. I'm okay with that. Good for you. <laughs> All right, uh, the top passers for the Patriots in history. Uh, there's three. There's three people tied for first place. We've already talked about one of them. Was it Patton? Nope. Damn. Julian. Greg. Yep. Julian Edelman, 158.3. He has he's four for four. 100 percent completion rating. Completion, obviously. Uh, 90 yards and a touchdown. But I thought he had uh, one incompletion. Longest of 37. Touchdowns. What? He had two touchdowns, didn't he? According to this, Ravens, and then uh, one. This, this might this now. might just be regular season. I don't know. It doesn't say. Dude, he has one in completion yeah. for sure. He does in the Super Bowl, right? I think so. so I guess this must be regular season. So, uh, also tied with him. I guess we're doing regular season here. Uh, Mosey Tutupu. Oh, I did. I referenced him earlier too. Yeah, the running back. Uh, he was two for two, thirty yards and a touchdown. Uh, and also Gino Capaletti, the kicker. Nice. And long-time uh, radio announcer. Yeah. yeah, he was one for one, uh, 27 yards and a touchdown, which I'm assuming was a number four on this list. Holy shit. It's a quarterback. Steve Brogan. No. Tim Similar Peter. age probably, actually. Lay it on us. Vinny Testaverde. I can see that. I have. I'm looking on Pro Football Reference. I got Dave Meggett, one for one, 35 yards and a touchdown. Oh, dude, he's he's debunking you. Where are you looking? Pro Football Reference. Yeah, that's where I'm looking. I just sorted by. Hmm. This is the same thing. Uh, Let's do this. Let's say. Wow, Andy, you blew that one. Greg, you got to be on this. Scott yeah. Zolak, 128.2. That's not bad. No. That doesn't seem right at all, to be completely honest. I don't I remember worse than that. What about uh, that kid from New Orleans, the, the Breeze's backup? They're Pace trying him. to lock him up. Yeah, but they can't afford him. Didn't they put like a first-round tender on him? They did, I think. So let's do it. Well, we can't give up a first-round pick for that guy. Yeah. He's going to be a starting quarterback. No. Yeah, but, like, if you you sign a rookie in the first round, you get him for five years on the cheap. Oh, Mike, why you got to ruin my dreams, buddy? (laughs) Sorry, man. great. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, I don't know where you're getting your fucking data from, but I just – Yeah, you You made me do the whole fucking thing. Yeah, you um, since since 1950, the top passers for the New England Patriots descended, uh, sorted by passer rating, descending. Well, Number one, Gino Capaletti. How were you looking it up before? Uh, they have a, a league leader list on there. The oh, Patriots my God. I, have this, I just went to the season leaders passing. You might oh, my God. Season leaders? Yeah, this well, that's for... Worst. We're talking overall, C. Brown, not just one season. I already felt bad because of Brady and now this. Oh. You know what? My numbers are exactly the fucking same. 
Maybe you got the like, Gino, Julian Edelman, Mosey Tatupu, rating 158.3. All three of them. Vinny Tessavoy rating fourth. Steve. Steve. What? Can you please? I just went season leaders, and there's more in the season leaders. Number five, Adam Vinatieri. Steve doesn't know how to use pro football reference. Now I don't know who to believe anymore. That sucks. Adam Vinatieri is one for one. Four yards and a touchdown. Do you remember the play? His Julian season of 2019 was two for two, and Dave was season of 97 was one for one. Gino's season of 1961 was one for one. Mosey was one for one in 87. We're not talking about season. We're talking about overall, Brown. Cumulative. Yeah, I just went by season. We're not talking about season. Talking about cumulative. I'm going to bow out of this one now. This is a list, though. This is a list. All right, we're going to. Just top 20 real quick. I'm just going to give you names. Top 20? Oh, my God. Gino, Julian Adelman, Moses Tupu, Vinny Tessaverdi, Adam Vinatieri. I don't know who Jim Crawford is, but he only played from 1960 64. Matt well, Gutierrez, Brady's backup in 07. Lee Johnson, the punter, Michael. Yeah. Frick. Hey. Oh. Pat O'Neill, who I believe was a, either a punter or a kicker. I don't remember. Don Westbrook, I've never heard of. James White, number 11. Dave Meggett, number 12. Uh, I don't know these guys. Oh, wait, Danny wait, Amendola, wait. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, dude, dude. Garoppolo, 16, 17. Remember number when, 18. Like, Who's number 18? When, remember when Brady left the Patriots? Like recently? Who's number 18? Tom fucking <laughs> Brady is number 18. <laughs> Except he has 326 attempts. No, sorry, games. Andy, can we get the same list top 20 for completion percentage, please? That was. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, that was for pass rating. But nice. it's Tom Brady has thrown seven thousand passes compared to now we're probably to about a hundred for the rest amazing. of the guys on this list. Thank you, Andy. And he is eighteenth. He's still eighteenth after seven thousand passes. That's fucking well completions. Eleven thousand passes. How does that compare to all of the NFL? Can you uh, let's get let's get that rolling? You want all the NFL? Yeah. No, no, I'm just kidding, man. I, I quit. <laughs> I, I wave the right the, the white flag, man. You win. Let's move on. Damn it. <laughs> What's your favorite Brady moment? All right, yeah, start that. Mike. Let's go. Oh, man, that's a, that's a tough one. You know what it is? I hate to say it, but just right off the top of my head, at least my favorite moment that I witnessed was a tuck roll game. Because I thought um, I had a lot of hope uh, that season. <clears throat> and I was watching it with a couple of guys. And I couldn't even watch. I, it, I thought it was a fumble. Some say it was. But I thought it was a fumble. I couldn't even look. And then the guys that I was watching with couldn't believe it. Turned around. It was overturned. And it was that moment that gave us new life. That was probably my favorite um, feeling that I, that I can remember. Spoiler alert. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> way, to, way to tie that back. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't say when it happened or what game. So oh keeping God. it keeping it. I have, I have two. I have one that like in the moment and then one after review. Okay. The after review one was because I've watched the Rams Super Bowl, the first one a million times. Mm. When he spikes the ball and he catches it, you know, on the last play oh, before Terry's kick. Cool. Yep. Um, I didn't notice that in 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 the moment. 
I actually did. I don't know why. I think he did it again in the um, the Carolina Panthers Super Bowl too. Something similar. The in the moment one was there was some Steelers safety that was shit talking him a lot, mm. and then, then they just like picked on him real hard, and they scored a touchdown, and Brady just ran up to the guy right after just beating him, and just shit talk right to his fucking face. I was like, yeah. That's a good one. Oh, what's his name? I know who you're talking about too. Oh, uh, that guy was so Anthony Smith. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, oh, well, it didn't even matter who he is because that he actually came up because he's a uh, like a talking head on on some of the football things too. Really? He was talking about him. Yeah, that guy still got a job. Talking about football. Yeah. Steelers cut him the next week. <laughs> I think they may have. I do remember that. Greg, what's your favorite moment? Mine's kind of like an obscure one to a certain degree, but in the context of it, it was the divisional game 2014 against the Ravens mm-hmm. when they went down 14 nothing, and then they came back, tied it, and then they went down 20-14. Yep. And that, that, fir- that first touchdown to make it 28-21, it was like a short touchdown to Gronk, and I remember Brady just like, getting in the end zone and just, like, losing his mind right in front of the fans there. And I remember thinking, like, he ain't going to lose this game. And it was, like, right after, you know, we had been – we had been quite a few years since those original three. So a lot of people yeah. were like, is it just going to be free? Right. Or, like, is this going to be a case of, like, you know, didn't live up to potential? And I feel like that game turned that whole, like, second dynasty. And I remember just being so hyped up, being like, this means something to Brady as much as it means to me. Yeah. Yeah. That was the same game where he had a quarterback sneak where he got bent in half too, right? Remember that? He dove over the pile and whoever the middle linebacker was at the time put his helmet right in his small of his back. And he got up and he started jawing at him right away. Yep. That was also the game that they were uh, exploiting the rule book and laughing at the Ravens for it. Yeah. Favorite Patriots game. (laughs) <laughs> and the Julian Edelman toss too man yeah. there's a lot of good ones to, to LaFell in the corner that might be Brady's like great oh, yeah. too where he's put it in his hip pocket yep that was a big yep. at everything yep. Andy Brady had maybe that wasn't that game that was a different game with the uh, quarterback sneak he did have a rushing touchdown but it was four yards out What's your favorite um, moment? Fuck. My favorite game would be the, the Seahawks Super Bowl. The whole fourth quarter of that, Brady was just a different person. He was, it, was, it was a historic defense he was going against. And they hadn't won a Super Bowl in ages. And all the shit was happening. And he just decided, like... Greg said, this game, he wasn't going to lose, and he just put the whole team on his back. He was getting harassed the entire game, throwing a couple of picks already, and it just didn't fucking matter. He was going to win that game. And the, the touchdown to Edelman that they had tried before earlier in the game, they tried like the in-and-out route to him. Yeah. And Brady missed him, and you just knew. As soon as he hit him, he, as soon as Brady hit Edelman, he pointed right at him as if to say, like, I know I miss you the first time, but I got you this time, and we're winning this game. 
So I think that is the one that stands out to me. Mm. But it's the little shit like Greg was talking about, like the uh, we actually just saw the game last week about um, when they played the Dolphins and he had that catch. And you know, it was, uh, may one of, it was his first catch of his career, but one of the only ones that he has. And after the game, he's talking about how he turned a touchdown into a twenty-three yard game. And that's just like, like that's the Tom Brady that I loved, that he was still self-deprecating and still trying to give credit to everybody else. I just actually read that today for whatever reason. Um, and it was this, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I bitch about all the other wide receivers never catching my passes, but now I realize how hard it is, so I might take it easier on them sort of thing, you know? And that's just to me who Brady is. It also seems very personal. I know. It I doesn't, though. No, I think that part's should, should genuine from him. Yeah. And that's who he's been forever. Like, even back in Yeah, he's very college. savage. I remember uh, his first big TV commercial. I don't know if you guys remember this. It was a yeah. Visa commercial where he insisted all of his linemen at the time become the stars. And, like, it was like how Visa protects you or some shit like that. Yes. This is also the guy that was like shit talking Peyton and saying that he was going to outlast his career, and he would never say that in public. So we don't know how he is. I don't know. Have you? Remember- but that's exactly who he is. Though. No, because he would say, "Oh, Peyton is one of the greatest ever, and I just uh, love to compete against him." And blah blah blah. We'll see what happens. I wish him the best. That's what he would fucking say. Yeah, he's both of those people. But yeah, he's, exactly. he's the most competitive person yeah, ever. But if you talk to him in real life outside of PR, he would have been like, oh, man, I fucking rocked that catch or whatever. Like, he, he has more ego than you're giving him. To be honest. Wait, that doesn't make him a bad person. It he's makes confident, him sure. Right. Well, there's ego, man. But he's still self-deprecating, which is fine. Sure. But there's ego. Yeah, yeah. But his, his public persona isn't necessarily, like, who he is. I'd rather have his public persona than Peyton Manning's. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah, I think Peyton Manning's. I love Peyton. Yeah, I've come around on Peyton Manning. But did you read the Mike Reese uh, article today? I've no, read nothing today. It, it's actually kind of scary. I'm still I'm still in phase four, the the depression part of the. the oh yeah, ain't gonna help. <laughs> well, Mike Reese was kind of talking about that about like the more of the off the field stuff. Cause I mean, obviously he has a lot more like interactions with Brady than a normal fan would. Oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. It was a nice moment. Yeah. When, a nice he, moment. when he saw his kids in the parking lot and like stopped and like talked to him for 20 minutes. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a dick. I'm saying he has some fire. Sounds like that's what ass. you're saying. No, I'm saying that he has some fire. He has an ego, which is good. And it makes him great. But what you're saying, the public persona isn't necessarily what his every everyday uh, entourage is going to witness. So that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying that's a good thing. Because if you, if you did feel like that PC stuff all the time, he probably wouldn't be as great as he is. Alright, alright. Um, Joe Montana won nine games in his final season with the Chiefs, which is more than I thought. Tom Brady over under nine and a half wins next year. Over. Over. He's got an extra game. Too. Depends on True. where he plays. Oh, that's a good point. If it's on the Bucks, I think over. If it's in LA, I don't know. If it's in LA, it's under. I'm going so. under. 
Steve is pivoting so hard. I know. Yeah, I, I thought I was going to be the worst, but I don't know. I just think the Bucks are all flash. Now you think Brady's all flash? Ooh. No, I think Brady's a lot of substance. He's brought me a lot of joy to my life. Yeah, but Brady sucks now. Having, if Brady has to learn a new offense, is he still the same guy? I mean, he learned a new offense when he went from Michigan to New England. <laughs> like 98, 20 <laughs> fucking years ago. Yeah, all right, what else you got? Yeah, but also if you believe the rumors that he wants control over the system and whatever, if that's the case. And that's personnel? Part of it, yeah, then uh, I think he'll do all right. I don't know. I'm less I confident. A, I got a quiz for you guys. Actually, first, first off, I, I have a question that I've been debating myself all day. Is today the official end of the Patriots dynasty? Well, that's if you're a true Patriots no. fan and not a Brady fan, if you're a true Patriots fan, that's, that's to be decided. I mean, this could run for another 40 years. We don't know. I, I, think, it, I think it is. And what? He, well, here's my a battle I've had in my Man, head. We're, seeing, yeah. we're seeing the line, I guess, between yeah. Steve and myself and you guys on Brady versus Patriots. Yeah, we have definitely separated here. Me and yeah, Mike. No kidding. It's like you guys are rooting for the corporation of Patri- of the Patriots, right? Right. What makes you love the Patriots? It's, it's the players on the team, right? It's rooting for Tom Brady. It's not rooting for the flag. and the You know, it's, you like sports because you like watching the players. Right, but I liked the Patriots before Tom Brady started playing. Correct. It's a, it's like being like when you're with people that are into politics and they're just like whatever Democrat or Republican comes along, they're my new favorite. Wait, didn't yeah. I say that I want him to break records and then I want him to lose in the Super Bowl? No, I want Brady to have as much continued success as he can have because I love Against the Patriots. Yes, I agree, Greg. Wow, I love Tom Brady. I so do I, and I want him to have success as well. I love him more. I'm not going to say that. You love him more than the Patriots, is what you were about to say. He was going to say he loves him more than his wife, is what he was going to say. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's been a longer relationship, so I get it. Yeah. It's a battle I've been fighting. I love my flesh. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know, man. I think. But, uh, like, think because the dynasty era, as we're calling it, was three people. It was Robert Kraft, it was Bill Belichick, and it was Tom Brady. Does that end now that Tom Brady is not a part of that? Well, yeah, there's only two of them now. I think it, I think it depends. I think it's yet to be seen. If if the Patriots can continue to be successful post-Brady, then no. Now so is- what's success to you? If the Patriots, obviously if the Patriots win the Super Bowl this year, that's success. What sure. if Stidham isn't the answer? That's what they go with. Wait, what, is the, what does that mean? Because the Patriots had 10 years of no Super Bowl with Tom Brady. I would think... No I would well, think. If, if you'd let me finish my sentence, I'll tell you. Okay. So let's say the Patriots don't win Super this year. Maybe Stidham isn't the answer. They go five years before they draft another quarterback or whatever. Belichick's still the coach of the team, and they win a Super Bowl five years from now. Is the dynasty still going? Are they still making the playoffs every year? No. Then it's so dead. Or may, maybe they make the playoffs out? half the time. And it's dead. It's already dead. So they no, it's not already this dead. Is what You're it means? Like, what, where's the line? Where's the line? If he's making, I'm, I'm with Steve on this one again. If if he's if Stidham makes, I don't know, an AFC championship and then a wild card and then goes to the Super Bowl and loses and then 
that's the pattern, I still think it continues. What if Stidham yeah. goes six and ten? Well, I guess six and ten eleven minutes. this year. Because well, no, it's still this year is is still six and games. Six and ten this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes ten and six next year, makes the wild card, but loses. And then what? Yeah, exactly. And, and then somebody else progressing and wins the Super Bowl. And yeah, then it's continued. I think if you have multiple seasons of just be in the Redskins, then yeah. All right, what if, all right, so how about this? How about, okay, so that's your line. What if 6 and 10 this year, they make the wild card the next three years but lose all three years? Then it's over. Yeah, you got to get past the wild card. All right, right, what if they get past the wild card once in those times but then lose in the division? All right, let me give you a definitive. He has to make the AFC championship. He has to make the playoffs every year for the next three years and make the AFC championship once. (laughs) That's tough. No, think about think about the Colts, right? You think about the Peyton Manning era, and then you think about the Andrew Luck era, right? There's one year in between those, but you don't combine them together and go, "Oh, it's the Colts dynasty." Well, if Andrew Luck was a little better, you would have. I wouldn't have Peyton Luck too. He only made one Super Bowl. Well, yeah, but those are different. You could say, "Oh, there's the Peyton run, and then there's the Andrew Luck run," and you can compare those. But as an organization, you can say, "Wow, like um, people say that about San Fran all the time." Oh, they also they didn't have consistency in their front office or their head coach. Right. But yeah, what about the Niners? Do you consider no, what, you, what do you what think about is it who's more responsible for the dynasty, Brady or the organization, right? Well, that's a different conversation. I well, think you still have a, is it though? It is. Yeah, I think you could still have a dynasty and Brady was still more valuable than Stidham, but I think you could still win. Yeah, but who's more valuable? Like, if you removed one... Well, that's a different question. If we're going to get on that topic, then we can do that. I think we all can agree that Robert Kraft is the most valuable. Right. Get get out of here. You want to get stuck (laughs) with Dan Snyder? (laughs) That's a fair point. That's a good point. Yeah, come on. That's a good point. Maybe I'm the closest to it because I live in D.C., but, my God, a bad owner ruins everything. Yeah, Yeah, but a a semi-competent owner... Could pull off. Well, he also has to keep in check egos. I'm sure he has to, you know, decide when to give certain people leeway. It's a tough job. So, that's not a bad answer. Players win games. All right, but wait a minute. Before we move on to who's more important, Greg, what do you think about the 49ers reign then? Is that not a dynasty between Joe Montana and Steve Young? Definitely is. It's a good good rebuttal, Mike. Okay, cool. Okay, Uh, we can move on. I don't know. I was, that was before my time, if I'm being honest. That's yeah. fair. You know, I don't. I don't remember the transition from Montana to to Young. To be fair, That's neither fair. to me and Mike. We're yeah, we caught it the tail end. Maybe Steve Young mostly. Yeah, I remember Steve Young, but yeah. not so much. Or even like Far Rogers, right? You don't consider that one long longevity. It's right? true. Usually, yeah, but I think usually a change in, in starting quarterback is. Is that what they? I mean, I think Packers still had success as much as they did with either quarterback. They both went to a. Did they both win a Super Bowl? They did, yeah. But I don't think that they're a dynasty, regardless of who was quarterback. I mean, in Green Bay, right? Well, yeah, but I, I could, I could view it as a good run as a team with both quarterbacks for sure. But I don't think that they're a dynasty, regardless. Montana. Yeah, you also, also don't put that as one good run. You put it as two separate ones, right? I, I view it as an organizational run. I mean, you have like it, the owner, 
that's my team. So if you can sustain, let's say if Kraft goes from Bledsoe, which was like better results than we, than we had, then he goes into Brady and then he goes into, let's say, you know, wins a couple and it, it continues. That's a massive run for an organization. That's a huge accomplishment, more, more so than having one great player. If you can turn three players into greatness, that's fantastic. That's true. The errors are defined by the I players agree. that yeah. played, right? There's different errors, but I'm thinking the from like the overall it's perspective. Fine. Okay. So I'm thinking Here's- from a podcast perspective, do we have an end date now? <laughs> Wait. Oh, to this podcast or yes. this episode? in general i think we, I think we gotta keep an eye on the next couple of years i mean we've got plenty of time to figure it out i'm just, right. just asking the questions i think it continues i think it's not officially dead until i mean let's say belichick retires and mcdaniels takes over and then he has success i think it continues so i'm i'm tbd on this one see to me if if it's a mcdaniels and a different starting quarterback winning more Super Bowls, that to me is the second era. Me too. Well, is there no That's gap? not the dynasty era. Well, I think a dynasty is defined by sustained success. I agree. So if we just keep with, making with similar playoffs, people, though, if we keep making playoffs, yeah, then it doesn't matter. it's over. I mean, it's still a dynasty. Yeah. If we can successfully transition Brady to the next starting quarterback and keep winning the AFC East and keep making playoffs, and then we can transition Belichick to McDaniels and keep making playoffs and transition to another starting quarterback. That's a really long, sustained dynasty. I agree. And if we're using your definition, Andy, then any time that they get new players, which is every year, we can reassess that. Because you're essentially saying the quarterback is the most important, but there's turnover everywhere, and sometimes there's mainstays everywhere. So let's say your quarterback isn't the best player, but you have a monster linebacker that like changes the game. Let's say Ray Lewis. So you're putting you're placing importance on quarterback, coach, and dynasty, but that's not how I'm viewing it necessarily. I see. I I could make the argument that we've already been through two Patriots dynasties. Those first sure. uh, to me, the the trademark is you win championships, right? In a small cluster of time, you get like five years in between championships. You already moved on to the next era because a lot of that turnover has already happened with your. I think it's uh, different, though, Greg. I disagree. I think there's. That, those are like the defining points of a dynasty, but a dynasty is about longevity, especially in the salary cap era, where Patriots have been to X amount of straight AFC championships and X amount of playoff appearances, where every other franchise in the league is cyclical, right? Mm-hmm. You can play to every other team and say, okay, you're good for two years, and then you're shitty for three, and then you came back and you're good for four years, and then you're shitty for five, right? So did the Colts, the have, Colts have two different dynasties or one, Steve? I don't think the Colts ever had a dynasty. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Luck never uh, really good. good playoffs every they year. Made it, yeah, they made AFC championships and shit. Yeah, and they won. Yeah, but you, you, both you, you, you guys are. See, I'm with Steve again. But you did like for four years, right? Right. Well, so, how long? Was what's the what's the year? You know, you're getting into like these like arbitrary numbers of what games you got to win to define it. You know? No, but look, look, look. No, 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 no. He's right because look, check this out. You win three out of four to start the dynasty, right? Yeah. You have 10 years that you don't win the Super Bowl, but you make records by making a consecutive amounts of AFC championships and um, record amounts of Super Bowls. Like okay. Peyton. Yep. No, he didn't do that. 
He sent like every imaginable record. Off no, it. but I'm saying he. All right. So how many AFC championships? But he sucked did he in make? the playoffs. Right. Exactly. He, he was one and done. He was one and done like nine or ten times in his career. He also won a Super Bowl. Yeah, one. Yeah. What I'm saying. And to one. Look, no, he went listen, to two. Guys, listen, guys. He I said playoffs. The standard is that they yep. started three out of the four. AFC championship. Three out of four. A, a ton of straight AFC championships and um, Super Bowls that they've lost. And then they won three more. So that's sustained greatness. None of the teams that you're talking about outside of like Pittsburgh in the 70s and like, you know, the Niners sustained anything close to that. So if the, if, if the Pats all of a sudden went one and done a bunch of times in the middle, I would agree with you. But I think that it's... The Colts didn't go, like, they didn't have bad years, you know? There yeah, they were, did. They were Super Bowl contender for, like, 10 straight years. No, they were Oh, yeah, contender, but then they would go in the playoffs and lose. The same with the Patriots. Yeah. They did not too. the first game. Not the first game every time. Maybe once against the Ravens, you know, like, throw them a bone. But they weren't consistent, like, AFC championship teams. I disagree. Look it up. I'm looking at, it up now. At, well, look up what? What defines your – your right. No, look up his, his record year after year. Since 2000, since we're starting this dynasty, Colts have made the playoffs in 2000, 2002, 2003, 4, 5, Wait, 6, but what wins? 7, wins. 8, 9, 10. I don't care about making the playoffs. No, no, no. Can do that. Oh, wait, let's keep going. Uh, 12, 13, 14, 18. So let's see. Uh, 2000 lost a wild card. 2002 lost a wild card. 2003 they lost the conference. 2004 they lost the divisional. 2005 divisional. 2006 they won a Super Bowl. 2007 they lost the divisional. 2008 they lost wild card. 2009 they made the Super Bowl but lost. 2010 they lost the wild card. That's not a um, dynasty. That's the stage. 12, 13, 14 wild Dude, card division. Bare minimum loss. success, Greg. Yeah. And, well, wait, didn't one third of the league? Wait, what? What does everybody say? When was the uh, Andy Luck to Peyton? What year was that? When they uh, just went like that was hang on. Uh, twenty twelve was when Luck. And started. so their their record after twenty twelve was uh, lost wild card in twenty twelve in his rookie season, lost divisional, lost conference. In back to back to back years, and then a few years of nothing, and then lost the divisional in twenty. Yeah. So that few years of nothing is what kills it, right? Okay, that's. Fine. And wait, wait, let me ask you a question. Two thousand fourteen, there are dynasty. Wait, wait, Greg, do you do you think? Let's start with this. Do you think that the Colts have been a dynasty, like in that era? Do you think that was a well, dynasty? By your definition, they are. By I told you that they, the Patriots won three out of four Super Bowls, sustained massive success to get to championship level, and then won three more. What, how clear can I get? Yeah, but there's an eight-year gap in the middle there. Yeah, but they went to the AFC Championship record amount of times. So yeah, they win, Mike. They didn't win. So what? <laughs> <laughs> you want my my real take on the Patriots dynasty? Do you want my real take? I yeah. think that there are separate dynasties. I don't think it's the same thing. But <laughs> but, but it, about hey, but but I do think that what they've done that run is more impressive than any other thing in sports that I've seen. I agree. Having a back to back dynasty is more impressive than having one long dynasty because you have a complete turnover of the team. Outside of like the coach and quarterback, 
Right. Then, yeah, I agree. There's two separate dynasties, but if, com- in comparison to other teams, um, I've never seen anything like it. So if we're, if, and a lot of people still consider the Pats a dynasty. So I'm going off of like what the, the majority of people think. If the Patriots get a one or two seed this coming year, we're back on. I think that's, probably best, that's probably your your truest evaluation of a dynasty. If they can sustain a top one or two seed in the playoffs, right? I can agree with that. And I think the Patriots have done that for a long time. All of their Super Bowl runs, even if they lost it, were on the top one or two seeds. Where the there's like no possibly playing in Wild Card Weekend because what the Pats have done is like it's it's never been done, right? So even if you look back at those Niners teams, those Steelers teams, they didn't have like – they weren't AFC championship game 12 years straight. You no. know? So by that standard, no one is. So they're the greatest Valentine. dynasty in sports history. Of course. The greatest two dynasties. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we can make the argument that because it's the same people, like you guys were saying – it, it kind of connects the two because there wasn't a changing of the guard in the principal people. So maybe that's why people view it as one long dynasty because there hasn't been turnover at the top. Maybe. Uh, which team gets more wins this year, Bucks or Patriots? Ooh, that's a good question. Pats. I think Patriots as well. Oh, you're in a tough division. The Patriots have the hardest schedule this year. They do. Oh, that's a good uh, that's a good point, Andy. Here's the yeah, other uh, with the way that the NFL works, like is on last year winning percentage, and a bunch of those teams are going to regress, and a bunch right. of teams that are shitty are going to be good this year. That's true. But then, what do you think about the flip side of that scenario, where it's like I know that this has been part of the narrative, but the Pats have the hardest schedule theoretically. They they have $13.5 million of dead money from Brady, another $5 million from Antonio Brown. What do you think about the fact that – do you think it crossed Brady's mind that if he stiffed the Patriots and Belichick, it'd be a hole to get out of? No. You don't think he thought about it? No, I don't think he's vindictive like that. Oh, wow. He said that he would have a longer – career than Peyton and Peyton had a devastating neck injury. So if he's like that ruthless, you don't think it crosses his mind that's like fuck Belichick. That's not ruthless. That's just No. Yeah, Mike, I think that's a personal issue. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's it. I don't know. I think I think it definitely crosses his mind, man. How could you be the top of your game, have that much of an ego where you you are aware of legacy and not think about that at least? I think you're overstating his ego. Really? What I, makes you think that he's humble? Because, like, if you're an ego, you're like, I want to be the highest paid player. In the no, league. no, no. Yeah. He can value, no. No, I'm he a can, no, he could value legacy over money. That's still ego. Yeah, but if he was all about ego, he would have taken the higher rate contract yeah. earlier. No, he wouldn't. No, he would take – some people value wins over money. So yeah. if he all knows great. – Right, except that's still ego. He wants to win. He wants to be the you best. Team, though. You can't. What? You got to win as a team, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know, but it still takes ego. Like, ego can mean a lot of things. Ego could be based on power. It could be based on admiration. It could be based on legacy. It could be based on money. Yeah. Um, 
just inherently that if you want wins more than stats, that kind of speaks to that, no? No, because that's the greatest stat. He knows. I could say that he's the smartest guy with an ego because he, for Ooh. some reason, could see that trajectory more than anybody else. And I don't understand how, but he managed to, to, to do that. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think that his ego took him in a different direction than, like, pretty much any other player outside of, like, Michael Jordan or somebody like that. So he's got the biggest ego. Oh, that's probably <laughs> – all right, question for you guys. What's bigger, Tom Brady's ego or his dick? <laughs> well, didn't Connor reference that he was drifting with Tommy or something like that? Yes, he did. So that is a good question and up for debate. I don't know. Greg, how, how big is Tom Brady's hog? I mean, I think you know the answer to that question. It's, it's bigger than Peyton Manning's, I think, is the answer. <laughs> it's quite substantial. I Next question: What's bigger, Tom Brady's hog or Peyton Manning's forehead? His hog. Yeah, yeah. It's a close even, one. Peyton Manning surpassed the five head and gone straight to the six head, bud. Well, are we talking width or length? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Then I got to give it to the forehead. All right. So, moving. Yeah, on. can I throw out a uh, question? And it's going to upset. You guys, I'm um, not, yeah, in that I, case, no. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, but for I'm the people leaving here, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For for the people that sorry. are for the do I not? I have to work on that. <laughs> it's a nervous condition that I have. Um, so for the people that are mad at, at Brady and think that you know he turned his back on the team and whatever, what are your what's the worst moment that you uh, you have of him? Ooh, it's a good question, Mike. Are you fucking kidding me? This, this is the worst moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, worst, like over his career up to now. It's a good question. Before I, uh, this, yeah, uh, probably getting injured first week of two thousand eight. Uh, he's done. No, yeah, but that's not like I mean, like that is based on something you didn't like that he did. Don't don't change the game around. Uh, the MAGA hat in the locker. Oh, that's fair. That is fair. That's a good one. I forgot about that. He just hasn't uh, done a lot of like a lot of. Things not that, that there's that. anything wrong with that, but well, it is funny that he was flaunting it. Oh, I got it. Kissing his kid on the lips on that Tom versus. Oh Tom. yeah, that's a. Just that book in general where he had like, oh yeah, if you drink enough water, you don't get sunburned. <laughs> See, that's you guys are getting it. That's pretty fun. Yeah. My my worst moment is uh, right before the undefeated season when somebody asked him, oh, how many, um, uh, you know, how many points do you, you'll you think that you'll put up or whatever, and the guy said some low number, like two touchdowns, and Brady 17. said seventeen. Seventeen. Yes. You're talking about the 2007 Super Bowl. Yep, and he was uh, he was told that the uh, Giants' defense had said that they were going to hold the Patriots to seventeen points. Yep, and he laughed, right? Some of that. Well, his response was he laughed at it, and he goes, "Give us a little bit more credit than that." I think he said, "We'll see." It was his response. No, I thought then it's been manipulated throughout the years because I mm-hmm. remember him. I thought I saw it recently, and he laughed. He said, "Oh, we'll see." Okay, well, even if it's that, right? Well, either way. I, I, I don't think he usually gives that off. So it, it's, it, it's one of the more painful ones that I can remember just because I was like, wow, that's, that's very confident in him and not characteristic. And it, 
it like ended up happening. I thought Mike, yours would have been the whole Deflategate thing. Why? I was banking on you because like the the press conference that he gave about it and how nonchalant he was. I figured, that dude, I thought that, that was hilarious. Right, fair enough. Yeah, the, the, the so, is definitely not one of the worst moments. I want to give you guys a stat that makes me sad. If Tom Brady goes to the Buccaneers, because at the end of this season, Tom Brady has since 2000, well, I guess since 2001, uh, he has 249 wins as a starting quarterback. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, since their inception in 1976, they have 276 total wins. Mm. So if Tom Brady does not go to the Buccaneers, he could conceivably catch the Buccaneers as a franchise in total wins. Yeah, they were the closest, right? Uh, of of teams that aren't like expansion teams. Like uh, I think he yeah. has more wins than like the Houston Texans or the Ravens because they're a young team, but. Like from original oh. teams from before he, he wow. came into the league, yes. Wow. So that makes me sad. Yeah, he's never gonna he's never that's the one record you'll never have, I guess. If if he goes to the Buccaneers, he will never Yeah. He won't, he won't break that record. Um Can win I pose, games, I pose an, another question to you guys? Maybe. All right. Um I heard that Trump was actually making calls to the NFL to, to keep it open throughout the year since uh, through this uh, coronavirus situation, everything's just being shut down. So there is a hopefully slight um, chance or none at all that the NFL was delayed or something could happen where let's say it goes away completely. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's say they don't play and then Brady doesn't have an opportunity to actually play with the bucks. Let's say he retires the year after or whatever. Does that taint his legacy? Because now, obviously, he didn't show what he could do on the field, and he still made the decision to leave. That hurts me less. I don't think there's yeah. any taint of his legacy. I don't know. No, it's no, like, but I mean how people might Montana, view it. It's like, oh, yeah. Let, let, me, let me rephrase. The people that are angry, if there are any, that he left, would that, like, how would that affect their mind, do you think? Would that be yeah. like a – I'll see you're at, Mike, because – then you could have been like, we could have just skipped all this. Yep, you know? exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. If we knew that it was going to be no season, you could have just retired and we would have all been happy and we would have rolled off into the sunset. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what I was getting at. So, yeah, wouldn't yeah. that kind of – That would hurt me, yeah. Me too. Yeah, I think that's the issue too. Like what Gregor's going as all the way through this, you had this idea of how this was going to end and it was this – Belichick and Brady riding off in the sunset together and they were both going to retire at the same time after winning a Super Bowl and setting all these records or whatever the fuck it was. But it wasn't this, you know? I don't know. I just never had that. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, like this is almost what I expected. That's because you have no heart. Whereas Greg and I, we're we're romantics. Wait, what do you mean Greg and I and he has no heart? What what does that mean? What are you implying? He has the he's stutter. It was pretty fucking clear. Well, I don't agree with your statement, but carry on. Well, I don't give a shit if you agree. <laughs> he's just a logical <laughs> human being who's processing information as he get, gets it, and I don't want to speak for him because he was speaking before you interrupted him. Actually, you interrupted. I, I know I did. You. Go on. <laughs> Classic. <laughs>
<laughs> but he's he, Belichick's always been ruthless like that. So like, why would mm-hmm. why would this be any different? Because it's Brady. Yes. Yeah, but like that's that's the why. But like Brady's the reason for this. That's not the, how the success is as much as Belichick is. is. Not because because Belichick would have realized that hey, none of this was possible without this yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah, none yeah. of this was possible. But what about the upcoming season? That's all he gives a shit about. So like that's what makes him an asshole. Yeah, right. yeah. But then, do you believe that? But that's also what makes him successful. But then, if think, that's the case, would have been successful. If that's the case, do you then do you believe that he wanted to keep Jimmy G? Because then that would that would fly in the face of that because he's been in check by Kraft before. If that's the case, so no, I think, think that, Belichick looked at Tom Brady and said Tom Brady is a better quarterback than Jimmy. Wow, mm-hmm. he gives us a better chance to win, which clearly he was right. And he won a Super Bowl with it. Yeah, yeah right. right. I mean, it was a great decision. And it is, it's come to this point where Belichick looks at Brady and says. Uh, you're worth like this much. I think I would like to have you on the team, but I'm not about to like break the bank for it. But the problem I think I is a passer at a fraction of the cost. Yeah. But the problem with that is that that's basically Belichick saying like, Oh, it's the system that is the reason for our success. When I don't even buy that. I do. I think Tom Brady is the reason for our success. I've had this debate a bunch and I've always said, Belichick's system will take anybody to the playoffs. Put, the Browns didn't go anywhere, did they? You can put yeah, Matt they're the last team that in. went to the uh, playoffs. The yeah. last Browns team. Then why did he get fired? Because they moved. Yeah. Uh, you, can put, you can put anybody. You can take any starting quarterback in the NFL. You can put Nick Foles. You can put Gardner Minshew. But anybody behind center in the Patriots and – They'll get to the playoffs. You're you're right. Brady was special was in the highest of stakes, and that Kansas City game is probably the ultimate example, right? Three third and tens in a row. He was just absolutely nails. He was the one to get him over the hump, which you have to do to win a Super Bowl. Okay, that's a good point. Why does it? Why doesn't it not give you a better chance to win this year? Right? If you can, if you can take a forty-three year old Brady and put him out there. Well, Brady was also hurt a lot sure. more than he has in the past. So I don't know if no, he gives you the best. I think it was more like it was a cost benefit, not like we, I'm not going to pay him $30 million a year for the next three years to do that. And I'll wasn't he hurt throughout the year? This year whatever it's going to give him, right? Yeah, but he's going to hurt more. Once it gets absurd on the money side, then is- that, that sacrifices the other team. We can't re-sign Slater. We can't re-sign McCourty. Then, you know. Yeah, oh yeah, that's Slater's win us playoff games. Okay, well, what about Brady? Had knee problems, had elbow problems. You think that a twenty-something-year-old kid is going to have those same problems? Maybe not. No, you can't play that, Mike. I'm against you on that. Brady's yeah, been but he was hurt all last year. durable. Dude, the last two years he's been struggling towards the end of the season. It's a fact. I'm not saying that he was terrible. I'm just saying it's a fact. Sure, we can all see the injuries that have hurt him. But he's always been able to be available. I agree. I mean, I don't know if Stidham is, you know, going to make it through the, the season or anything. So um, I'm just saying I, I know that Brady has been dealing with a, f- a few things recently. And also, Brady is better than most quarterbacks that the Patriots have had at avoiding injury, too, though. Just look I at agree. Yeah, oh, yeah. Garoppolo when he was here. And I know. So then after that, um, what's his fuck face? Nope. Um, Brissett. Both no, of those I agree. guys got hurt within four weeks. 
And like I said, I don't know what Stidham would do. And now, obviously, younger people have a little different mentality where they might, you know, be willing to preserve their career and, you know, sit a few games. I'm not sure. So maybe yeah, it's like a different mentality. Right. Also, to Greg's point, um, Belichick, without Tom Brady in 2008, did not make the playoffs. And yeah, but you got to give that context. Yeah, yeah. Like undefeated team from the year before. Yeah, with the playing guy against who the like easiest never schedule started. The, playing against so, the easiest schedule in the in the NFL too. He still went eleven and five in yeah, most years. That makes the playoffs. Yeah, but you know what? It didn't because they didn't have the X factor, old Tommy boy out All there. All right, but like even like the Browns, like you're saying, like I don't like that the narrative for him is that he sucked. He was the last playoff coach with the Browns. They moved. They basically canned him. Because uh, yeah. they had different plans. And then that's why the whole Jets thing happened. He looks like an asshole again, but he avoided the Jets situation because they were about to sell the team and he didn't want to get fired midseason or something. I so know. You want to talk about egos? I think Bill Belichick has a massive ego. I don't think he does at all. No, I'm just kidding. What? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Mike. You should have kept that going. Greg was I know. I know. Damn it. I know. So just to stat check this um, – the the Browns have made the playoffs since they made it in two thousand two, but yeah, but they didn't uh, win. Belichick is the last person, last coach to win a gotcha. playoff game, right? Uh, in ninety four, and what team did he beat? Patriots. That's correct. And is that with um, the Maurice Hurst as a cornerback? Because I remember him in that game. I believe so. It was Bill Belichick led team. I love them. They did but, but um, yeah, and the reason that. Belichick didn't do well the next year was because the team was sold in the middle of the year and basically the team gave up around him because they knew they weren't going to be there and Belichick. So he's not a leader of men. Wow. <laughs> <He> is, <though. laughs> you know what? We're sitting here debating. Oh my God. Is our 20 year dynasty going to keep going? And Browns fans, they're sitting there be like, are we ever going to win another playoff game since 94? That's that's a tough one. That's Baker so Mayfield, though. Maybe that's the answer. Think about it, though. Like, I mean, this point last year, Browns fans were like, "Fuck yeah, Baker had a good season." We just got OBJ, Jarvis Landry. So, if you want some perspective between the Browns and the Patriots, uh, the Browns between two thousand and nine and twenty seventeen, which is what? How many years? Eight years, eight nine seasons, nine seasons. They had thirty-four wins in nine seasons. The Patriots in two thousand three and two thousand four, in two seasons, had thirty-four wins. Wow! Yeah, those are like undefeated streak. Those super long, which I think is still the NFL record. Yeah, twenty-one wins so. in a row. Yes, that's what the best part about. Brady is and like that's put in context with this whole like coronavirus shutting down sports is that like he gave you a reason to watch for 20 years all the way in February you know what I'm saying like every week there was a game that you were looking forward to because you knew the Pats had a chance to do something special you know yeah and that just from the entertainment value was 20 years of it no, yeah, that's amazing. Do you think anyone's going to burn Brady jerseys? That would be ridiculous. Yes, guaranteed. 
There'll be at least one douche in fucking Marblehead or something. I mean, social media now changes that, so I'm sure somebody will do it just for the attention, but that's ridiculous. Well, I would say that somebody would hold a uh, Patriots, like a Brady burning party, but you can't do that right now with the lockdown and everything. Right. Do you think if I send my Brady jersey to Tom, he'll sign it? No. Goddamn right, he will. I'm buying a box Brady jersey right now. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, I won't let you. Well, Wait a minute, Andy, I thought you were a Brady fan. Now you're giving him shit? What is I'm a Brady the, fan. That's but I'm not buying a fucking Bucks jersey. That's good. Why? Because you're, you're, you're an organizational guy? What? I'm both. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Greg, Greg, are you buying that jersey to burn it or what? Yeah. Um, well, I'm getting the old school, like, bright at least, the ones. The creamsicles. At least, the at cre- least Greg stands by his statements. Andy is now shitting on him for supporting Brady. That's that's a turn. Yeah, welcome offense. to the dark side, Andy. Yeah, oh. the, I'm not shitting him for supporting Brady. I'm shitting him supporting the Bucks. Oh, the organization of the Bucks. Interesting. Buy, buy a fucking old school Brady jersey. Oh, yeah, okay. Those red ones. That's interesting. All right. You can try and make this a thing, but it's not going to be a thing. No, it is a thing because uh, I think you're leaning towards uh, Stephen my side now. Do you think the Patriots Pro Shop is still going to sell Brady jerseys next year? No. Yeah, I mean, they got to get rid of their inventory. True. They're not going to sell them in the store, though. They'll sell them online. Because everyone keeps giving me shit about my wicked old faded one, and I keep telling them I'll, I'll buy a new one when he retires. Do I buy one now? That no, you can you can wait. He hasn't you retired yet. You don't even deserve one. After what you've said today. <laughs> I think you I mean you guys are nuts, but at least you stuck to your guns. Andy's waffling, so I don't like that. Greg is I, I can support game. both at the same time. Well then why not buy a, a Brady jersey and a Patriots jersey? Yeah. A Stidham one. Yeah, he should buy, he should buy both. All right, now we're getting to the heart of it. Now you're swaying back to their side after you've gotten a little scolding. I'm not swaying anything. <laughs> I can support both Tom Brady and the Patriots at the same time because yeah, I'm a human that. being and you you boys are fucking children, apparently. No, I I love Tom Brady. I wish him the best. Me too. You have not been paying attention. I just if think anybody's waffling at Steve, though, who's been the biggest stand for Brady for as long as I've known him, then all of a sudden, all of a sudden... You can't throw the deep ball. The fucking bucks are going to suck with him. Like, it's just unbelievable. I'm just being logical. Oh, you went, where was this logic like three months ago? <laughs> I was logical then, too. I'm always yeah, logical. You, were, you, were. you just, you already said you had a persona built up around Tom Brady being a fucking. I want to change my answer to the, my least favorite Tom Brady moment. Okay. Okay. My least favorite Tom Brady moment is the last pass of his career as a Patriot. Uh, yeah, but everybody's making a big deal about that. Like, what was he supposed to do? He's on the one-yard line. I mean... Yeah, it just sucks. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah, that's a sucks, shitty but... way to end it. And, and I, I happen to be there for it, and the interception was in that end zone that I was standing oh, in. Oh, that's... So really I got to watch yeah. Logan Ryan celebrate directly in front uh, of me in the rain. So yeah. that's my worst moment. That's tough. My right, worst so, moment is that you didn't invite me to that game. I did, but you wouldn't. Fly you did either. not. You did not 
You didn't even ask. You didn't think to ask. I, I, I might fly out to visit you. He asked me, Mike. Wow, I did. Yeah. Greg almost bought a flight out here. I was, I was looking up flights at work. I literally couldn't find anybody to go with me. Yeah. You didn't ask me. You wouldn't have come. This hurts, dude. This hurts, man. All right. All right so, wait, 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 wait. Before you move on, Brown's thing, real quick. Let's say, for instance. The Brown family or the Brown football team? No, the football team. Okay. Uh, let's say the uh, fair question. Let's say, for instance, maybe Brady gets Antonio Brown. Maybe he doesn't. But, you know, whatever. He's doing his thing in, <laughs> in, uh, for the Bucks. And let's say Belichick trades for OBJ. What would, how would you view that? Woo! <laughs> I'm rock hard over here, Mikey. <laughs> I, just, I just think that would be – I don't know why I view everything in terms of, like, levels of, like, what would be funniest, but I think We've that would be We've hit that hilarious. point in the podcast. <laughs> I'm just thinking – It's what, unraveling quickly. No, no. What would Brady feel? Would that, like, add to his hatred, or would he be okay with that? I mean, I think that's kind of funny. It would fuel him. I, I agree. Everything fuels him, though. So definitely, I don't know. I don't know how much of a change it is. <laughs> Water. Think when he when he sits down, does he is he regret it at all? Mm, like I don't think so. Joe Montana. Like Twenty years or, from now, or Emmett Smith. It depends on how Gary well he Rice does wherever he goes it. next. True. Dude, we should have a parade for him. To, uh, Joe Montana regrets it. Apparently, yeah, really? I'm surprised by that. Even though he. Yeah. He still. He actually know, did okay. Yeah. Yeah. Took nine and two. five in his last year. Then they, they they went to the playoffs with him. Yeah, they did. Playoffs. I think it was the, wasn't it the they, NFC championship? They lost to the uh, the Jim Harbaugh Colts. Mm. Isn't that right? I mean, that's a that's a good uh, that's a good point. Does he regret it at the end? I I, I, I mean, he's Andy's not going to regret right. it immediately, obviously, but like, yeah, eventually, I think Andy's right. right. I think it depends. When do they build a statue of Tom Brady in Patriot Place? Oh, just do it immediately. Who cares? Oh. Do you do it after he retires? And if so, how long? No, just do it right now. Who cares? Greg? Right now. Right now? Yeah. He's done. So you just... Uh, so what does that statue look like? Uh, you know how he's like when he yells at the crowd. like Yeah. Oh, the let's go? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. I was thinking of him standing over center pointing and yelling. It's not bad. I think that they should hire the person that did the first Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> I, think the, I don't think a lot of people will get that reference, but. Well, look it up. Cristiano Ronaldo statue if you guys uh, want to see something interesting. I would, I would love one where he's headbutting somebody. Mike, uh, to go back to what you're saying, I think you could use the um, the uh, the sketch from the when he was in court, oh, the court sketch. Oh, that's great! Yes. Yeah. You could use that picture. That's a the, good point. The head. It's a good reference. I got you. Or when you slide, right. slide. Have you seen that one? Yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite. Bad luck too with the long the long hair, Brady. Yeah. Looking like All a. Right. That was when he first started dating Giselle, right? Yeah. Yep. When he, yep. Yeah. When he got his hair plugs. Yeah. It'd be tough to do in bronze, though. You can do anything in bronze, Steve. You can put your mind to it. That's true. So, but you would uh, 
I know Greg wanted to try start a quiz on these podcasts, so I have come up with one as we're doing this. Can you name that? I got two questions here. The first one is Can you name the one team that Brady has a losing record against? Yep. Panthers. Patriots. Incorrect. Giants. Uh, he is four and three against the Giants. He is three and three against the Panthers. Broncos. Denver. Yep. They else have guesses. I was going to say Denver. It is Denver. Yeah. Does Tampa eight, play Denver? Eight and nine against Denver. Brady sucks. Tom Brady's undefeated against one, two, three, four, five teams in his career. Can you name them? Oh. Falcons. Redskins. Falcons, yes. Redskins, Redskins. No. He is four and one against Redskins, apparently. Oh shit, I remember that game. Yeah, the that Browns. that was the the Redskins game was the last game they lost before they won twenty one in a row. Yeah. Mm. I was working at Best Buy then. Yeah. They have lost to the Browns. Where are they? They've lost oh. to the Browns once, and that was the game with uh when um what's his name was coaching. Onside kick? No, they won that one. No, um Girls. The the guy from the Jets, uh, the star of Spygate. Man, Genie. Genie. Yeah, when Genie oh, was coaching the Browns, right. they pulled yeah, pull out right. shit on a trick plays, yeah. and apparently uh, Wes Welker kicked the field goal or extra points in those games. Cardinals. Mm. Um, um, they are 1-1 one one against the Cardinals. Bears. They are 5-0 and oh against the Bears. Yeah, so Falcons and Bears are two teams so far. Falcons, they're 6-0 and oh against. Rams? Rams? The NFC teams. Um, we have seen them lose oh, yeah. the Rams this season. I missed that game. What is it? They are 5-1 and one against the Rams. Let us know. One of these teams should be pretty fucking easy. I've been talking Bills. about goddamn night. Oh, never mind. Should be. The Oh the, shit! The Tampa Bay Buccaneers—they he is four and zero against. Tampa See, Buccaneers. I didn't know where you were going to go with this, and I thought, man, this is sinking real quick. And then you turn it around. Uh, the Bills are the best. Uh, his best record against non-undefeated teams. He has a nine fourteen record against the Bills. He is thirty two and three. <laughs> Jeez! But there's Dude, two more teams he, he's undefeated against. And they are both NFC teams. They are teams they have played in the last two years. Cowboys. That is correct. They are 5-0 and against the Cowboys. There's one more team. It is a team where they have played a Super Bowl in their home stadium. Texans. <laughs> That's the only one I can. They are 9-2 and two against the Texans. Put us out of our misery, man. The Minnesota Vikings. They are five. Oh, eight. that's out of the blue. Yeah. Right. You don't remember many of those wins, but they, yeah, they weren't memorable wins, but they're wins. All five of them. Dude, 32 wins the against Vikings the game. Bills. 32 and three against the Bills. Dude, that's two full seasons worth. It's a good uh, old butt fucking. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I think we've talked about this before. Where Tom Brady ranks in, um, yeah, in wins in Buffalo at. history, in wins yep. in Buffalo, oh, where yeah, he is, yeah. he is sixth place. 
of all quarterbacks wins in Buffalo. Who do the uh, Bucks play in the AFC East this year? The Bucks didn't play the AFC East this year. Shouldn't they play one team in like their similar rank? No, that's how the AFC works, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's just a, a conference thing. Right. Yeah, so that's everything on Brady. This is good, guys. I need this. Uh, what happens when uh, the team uh, gets passed on to Kraft's son, Jonathan? Does it continue? Who knows? Fantasy sure continues. Already. All right, fair point. I think it's already happened. I think if you hear Robert Kraft speak to the media these days, mm-hmm. My feeling is Jonathan's already running the team. Interesting. So yeah. All right. The new big three, Jonathan, Josh, and Jarrett. The three J's. J's. <laughs> Triple J, baby. Um, is there anything – now I'm, as we're wrapping this up, I'm starting to feel a little sad, admittedly. So is there anything that you want to say or talk about before we, uh, we wrap up that you want to get off your chest? or that would be therapeutic. I I wish Tom was from Massachusetts. Yeah. Wouldn't that be sweet? Yeah, yeah, I never thought about that. That was the only thing I could think of that would make like it a better story. He even called it out in his like message to the fans like, "Oh, California boy" or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah I thought it was funny that he did that. I would just to put a, I would like to put out there that the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Just in case this is hitting you harder than it is us, uh, help is available. You can talk I would just it. say that, you know, Tom Brady's brought so much joy to my life. How could I not love him forever? Huh. You've been turning on him all night. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I still well, love him. Exactly. I mean, he's given me uh, so many moments as a uh, you know college and high school kid, like we talked about. But there's a lot of uh, bonding that I've done with my family, with my dad. Um, just watching games with him over the years, watching them win. I mean, um, that's uh, sort of the easiest language that we have between us. Uh, so that was a huge uh, um, contribution by Brady. I oh. mean, it's even brought all of us together, right? Oh, good point. Yeah. It's kept us together anyway. Right? Yeah. It's pretty powerful. But this sucks. Uh, this, this podcast wouldn't exist without Tom Brady. Right. I think that's what it um, Well, it would, have, it would have existed if there was any quarterback that we picked up off the street because it's about the system and not the quarterback. Well, I mean, too soon. That, wouldn't it? <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool and interesting if they got a new quarterback every two years and won as many Super Bowls anyway in as many games? That would be interesting. Maybe that happens in the next 20 years. We'll see. Cam Newton, OBJ. Dude, I can't believe you want Cam Newton. You're... I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure Mike wants uh, Drew Bledsoe to come back so he can finish his hot takes about that. Dude, I want... It could have been. I mean, yeah. I, if we really want to go down that, because I think in the last episode um, – See what I, I mean? <laughs> Make my stance, but we don't know for sure if Bledsoe would have sustained the magic that Brady did over this time with these rules, and if he played this long, we just don't know, guys. Okay, Michael, 
You you keep referencing this last episode. You bring this up every three episodes. Ah, well, there it is. <laughs> For those that don't know. <laughs> oh, they Bledsoe do. could have been a, a Hall Trust of Famer. Me, they fucking know how you stand <laughs> on this. I just want Cam Newton to come to the Patriots so when we record with Bobby for the Panthers game, oh, extra drama. Week. Yeah, that might be the next the next uh, episode we record is with our brother-in-law, Bobby, who is a born and raised Panthers fan. You know, how are we going to isolate the background noise with those two little munchkins in the background? That's up to him, not us. We'll see his take on Kim. To be Newton. fair, we still have to deal with Greg's background noise, apparently, because he can't forget yeah, to use a fucking microphone. I mean, it, it, it is tough to plug in a USB microphone, so. Yeah. I understand. I mean, it's upside down, right side up. Yeah. yeah. Go fuck yourself, buddy. What's that, Greg? I can't hear you. I said go <laughs> Because you're the IT guy. <laughs> Bro, I gave you the simplest thing you could possibly buy. I gotta go. I think right. Shut up. I think this Shut up, is Kelly. cathartic for some. Speak for yourself. You hurt my feelings, Andy, but we'll continue. That's fine. I don't mind. Uh, I'm still... In the exact same place as I was before this, I thought I would get some some help from it, but I didn't. So, thanks for that, guys. I feel I feel just as depressed as I did. So, hopefully, the listeners aren't feeling the same way. I'm assuming we'll release this. That's some good background stuff going on. Yeah, thanks, Kelly. Yeah, cool. This is great. Everybody, go buy a. a Brady Bucks jersey. And then burn it. No, Andy <laughs> said everybody buy it. So I said nothing of the sort. You said buy one of each. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, if you can, buy a Tom Brady Michigan jersey. Because that way you're hardcore either way. Mm, I like that. True, true. And on that, I think we can end this here. See you guys. See you all. Hopefully, in a better mood next week. Probably not. Bye. Night. Goodbye.